And welcome back to another episode of JP and the Beanstalk. Let's go. Let's go. There's a great, not good, but great energy in the gym. Welcome. We're so glad you're with us. This is fantastic. Heck yeah. Yeah. You know, it's only been, it's always only been two weeks. It feels like a long time since last we potted. It really does. Yeah. Yes. I can't put my finger on to what that reason would be other than just deep longing on my part to, it's you know, from, be from, in your presence I, and yeah, I think it's discuss the these me. glorious topics. Thank you. I, I, Thank you. Just just wait till I'm closer and then we can see each other more often. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Work. I know. Then, <laughs> come on. Come on. Hangout sessions. Let's go. I'm oh. super excited. Regularly scheduled hangout sesh. Hello. <laughs> um, yes, that's not sarcastic either. <laughs> that's a very, now that it's been said, it needs to happen. So Dude, we'll put it on the whiteboard that we've got off camera. That's when it's on the Dude, whiteboard, man. It's I want to make the whiteboard. Yeah. I need to make the yeah. whiteboard. If you've made the whiteboard in our family schedule, you're, uh, you're, yes. you're officially a priority. It's a big deal. It I means you've wait. made it. You've arrived. Just, that's how I felt when I was living with Emily and Josh, and I got a little circle for my birthday. Come on. That's I great. Like, ah, I made it. That's great. You got to love it when you make it on the family calendar. I know, right? It's a big deal. It is a big deal. That's a big deal. I take pride in that. Yeah, yeah, you should. You should. Well, we're here in the uh, tail end of summer, which is always a bummer to say out loud. Uh, oh, that's wild. Yeah, I think summer goes by so fast because it's probably like, the most anticipated of all the seasons. Right. In the Midwest, at least. Right? Like, you've survived another winter. Spring is pretty typically underwhelming. Oh, Especially this past spring was... Such was, a drag. It was a pooper. It was one of the... It was on the low end. It wasn't one of the best. No, it was, it was icky. Yeah, and so then when you finally get into summer, it's such a just, like, unshackling. And then you have to realize that crap it's it is unfortunately coming to an end like there's great things coming oh fall is right? fantastic fall is great october is my favorite month of the year because of playoff baseball you're in the thick of the college football season the nfl is getting in the full swing so there's a lot of outstanding things to look forward to but we are all that being said in this you know transitional phase riley where not only in terms of the seasons but also in terms of the glorious content that we have just been to bring back a really key word for us, soaking in uh, for the last several months, ever since the calendar flipped to 2022. It feels a little strange to consider that we're closer to the end than we were really what feels like not that long ago. That's wild. Like the Batman came out in March. Spider-Man No Way Home came out last December. Jeez. That's insane. I, true. I, that one in particular, I feel like I just watched a few weeks ago. It's very weird to say that that was last December. Well, it was also that good of a movie. Yes. Where you just you live in it every day. Yeah. And you're like, it happened. Yeah. Because sometimes you're just like, I can't believe it happened. Because mm-hmm. when I was there, I was like, yep. I can't believe this is happening. Totally agree. Oh, my gosh. I think yeah. I'm crying. <laughs> feel free to weep. This is a safe place to weep. You know, it, it's <laughs> like, just, hey, am I tearing up right now? Do it. Do it. Is it the moisture from my from my cup, or is it is just the real car wash man chemicals tears? finally getting to me? I don't know. Are my eyeballs finally falling out. They will eventually, just not yet. Yeah. So this will be a great opportunity for us to to kind of scale back, take a twenty thousand foot view of what we've seen so far a little bit, but also there's there's been I, I don't even know how to classify it news rumblings 
more shenanigans on the DC front. And so you had an outstanding idea of, hey, with DC, among other things, making the announcement that it's time to just transparently admit that, listen, we're going to pursue the goal of mimicking what Marvel has accomplished. Finally. Which, that's what you were doing anyway, or trying to do, so might as well be upfront with it. You had the great idea of, well, let's help them out. Let's right. come up with our own phase one, to borrow the Marvel terminology. Uh, Marvel, of course, being in the thick of phase four. So DC's just a little bit behind. But what if we help DC map out their phase one? So great idea on your part. So we'll spend the bulk of our time talking through our own hypothetical phase one for DC. So consider this a... Uh, you know, a bit of volunteer work, if you will, DC. Um, but we will accept the royalties that you choose to offer us once you adopt what will inevitably be pure gold in terms of intellectual property and ideas. So you heard it here first. Now. And here's the deal. I'm willing to sell out for relatively cheap. I don't need that much. But throw I, me a few bones. He's speaking for himself. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a little bit more... <laughs> I, I demand a little bit more money. Honestly, if I... And I want a production credit as well. Well, yeah. Okay, okay. Here, here's a really key question, right? Let's let's say the, the miracle of miracle happens. DC embraces our ideas, right? We're at the negotiating table. Let's, let's just break it up. Say you get to be a, an individual negotiation. I get to be in an individual negotiation, okay? okay? And they say, Riley... Here's, here's how much money we would be willing to offer you, just for the idea. Just for the idea, and let let's say let's say they're like they're playing ball here, right? So they're going okay for each movie you'll get X amount of dollars in terms of royalties, the production credit. They'll say, however, if we plug you in in a routine Stanley S cameo for all of our movies, we're gonna cut the amount of money we're offering you in half would you accept would you accept that deal like would you take that less money to be in a again not for just one movie the stan lee of the dc universe would you do it i'm telling you right now i would do it in a heartbeat you almost have to because i would I think do you it would, in a heartbeat because this is why i think at the end of the day i think you'd end up making more money okay think Tell about me this more. think about this okay sure mm-hmm. listening because this phase first of all and anything Top notch. So no. So, <laughs> secondly, but like, okay, so you get your face out there, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, that guy, he helped with this. They helped okay. with this, and then all of a sudden, okay. a brand you, recognition, right? And then you're going around Comic Con talk, talking about how you came up with these ideas. Well, they right. don't ask you to be there for free. <laughs> so there's a little there, right? And then this is just for essentially one phase of the ideas. Mm. You come up with more ideas. Sure. They're going to pay you more money. That's true. So yeah. that's great. You've crushed phase one. Why would they not come back to you and say, hey, help us with phase two? Right. I'm going to be a consultant the entire mm-hmm. time. So this is just a one. Which isn't that the sweet the spot role right. to be a consultant? Because you have none of the expectations on you to like deliver, right? So when something doesn't work out, you, you kind of have plausible deniability where you can say, eh, it wasn't my idea. They should have gone with my idea, right? Well, who's this, to say that, that right. you're telling the truth or not? Right. You can be like, this is an idea. 
Not how I would have chose to write it. <laughs> wrote it. Right, right. Well, they went with my original idea, but they twisted it so much, it was just not even close to my how original you, vision. It's, it's almost like You hear how, that kind of talk all right. the time in like, Hollywood. All the time. How did you write it that way? Mm-hmm. Right? Or yep. like, right. for instance, Zack Snyder. Why would you cut it the way that you did, you know? And he, he, got, <sighs> he ended up getting his Justice League movie. Yep. So, yep. but that's... A I'm pleased to hear you say, say, pleased to hear you say yes to that question. I That would just be... I think it's a win-win. I it is. To, you're it getting is. all It'd be the re- too much fun to be in the movies, right? And you're getting all the recognition and like, yeah. Like, I'd be a real pushover in those negotiations. Like they could throw that kind of stuff at me. They could even here's what else they could do. They'd be like, listen, we're gonna give you less money, but we're gonna give you your own bat suit. Okay, again, I'll take a million dollars less. <laughs> like a terrible, terrible negotiation. Or, or they're like, okay, we'll let you be this minor hero. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, yeah. like Ben Kruger, Molecule Man. Yeah. Like that's been his dream. Ben Kruger for Molecule Man. You bet. Right here, right now. Go go follow Danny O'Manny on everything. TikTok. Everything. On everything. Especially on TikTok. Yes. Tick yep. tickety talk. Yep. <laughs> ben Kruger is Molecule Man. He he should be Molecule Man. He should. He should. We he's should been just going. He's been flying that banner for years. I, I years. Dude. Well, it's funny because he, he messaged me the other night and he's like you know, you're the first person I talked to about this. To me, I was, like, I was like, I know, I feel honored. He's like, this running joke is kind of because of you. I was like, well, hey. I don't want to take the credit. You, hey. You're doing this all on your own. But I did tell him, I said, hey, A, don't forget about me when right. you make it big. Right, Cause, Don't get too big for us. Right, because B, I'll come play Human Torch or Ben Riley or pretty much anybody, anybody you anybody. want me to be at that point. Anybody. Just don't forget me. I'd be willing to be killed by Molecule Man. Oh, yeah, it'd be sick. Yeah. It'd be great. Just completely erased. 100%. I want to, honestly, it would be so funny if, like, they build me up to be this badass and all yep. of a sudden I just die immediately. Yep. Yep. What a good joke. Right. You have a hasty, <laughs> really underwhelming death. Oh my gosh. I'd love it. A la Suicide Squad. So, yeah. Vote, yeah. vote Danny O'Manny from Molecule Man. He's got to be the guy. He's got to be the guy. I love that. I love that. Well, before we get into the the forest of dc possibilities let's let's talk a little what i'm gonna call housekeeping notes right so right. we're recording this on august 10th so we're just a few days out from she hulk kicking off okay and mm-hmm. something we've done in the past prior to shows and movies is made some wild often quite frankly prophetic uh predictions for what we think is going to happen or what we would like to at least see in the show and movie. So I know that between you and I, neither of us are particularly hyped for this show. I think we're going to watch it. Right. But neither of us are overly excited for She-Hulk in particular. However, and I'm spoiling this a little bit, there are a slew of supporting characters that we're extraordinarily excited about. So let's relatively briefly touch on hey what are you hoping to see or what do you expect to see in the she-hulk show and for a little additional context she-hulk's coming out august 18th i believe is the release date and then that's it for marvel until black panther wakanda forever in november (coughs) so we are really really close to wrapping up phase four and with she-hulk this is it feels like a bigger deal than maybe i thought it ever should be I don't know. Maybe it's also just a, a flash, and then it's it's gone. 
But this is another effort by Marvel to introduce another new character. For me, I'm just hoping to get as much of the supporting characters that we want to see. Right. Like Daredevil. Like Abomination. Like Hulk. How about Hulk? Like, let's have a lot of Hulk. My, my good buddy Eric, who I have to consistently plug on this show, he and I were t- texting back and forth. And something that he said that I hadn't really thought of that I thought was a excellent hope for the show was that Bruce Banner's Hulk would essentially get re-hulked. Like, he would lose the Professor Hulkness and just start hulking out on a more regular, full-fledged basis. That, that is one of my, my things as well. Nice. Right. Nice. I don't. I'm tired of it. Okay. I, the fact that we didn't get a hulked out Hulk mm-hmm. rematch against Thanos is insanity to me. Okay. Insanity. Yeah. That's a crime. Okay. Absolute crime. They brought Professor Hulk in way too early, in, in my opinion. Okay. Bruce Banner is a way complicated character. Sure. And I love it. But oh my gosh. Fair we should have had that fight. Hulk should have fought Thanos at least once or twice more. I think when, especially thinking back to how delightful it was to see Hulk unleashed 10 years ago, 10 years ago in the original Avengers movie. It was awesome. It was incredible. And we had some of that in Age of Ultron. But I wouldn't say it matched the level of the original Avengers movie. No. Thor Ragnarok, we got some good tastes, but it wasn't the main course by any stretch of the imagination. That That is a bit mind-boggling that one of the primary Marvel characters that is like made for movies, like that's a character that's just made to rip and blow stuff up, made for action movies, that we've actually had very little of that character as what I'm going to refer to as the main course. He's only had one movie. And I understand the whole the universal deal. thing, yep. right deal, but like right. one movie. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. They will do it. Yeah. So it'd be great to see more of that. I agree in this show. So great call on Eric's part. I'm glad that's on your radar too. What else do you got for this show? Well, first of all, Daredevil's coming in the yellow suit. Yep. Okay. So honestly, I think it'd be kind of cool. I don't know if I don't know where those two stand from their profession-wise, like what right. the difference of lawyers they are. Lawyers, but right. it would be cool to see them in court together, whether mm. with each other or against each other. I think that'd be really cool to see Matt in the courtroom. Yep. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, the, the hmm. and then yeah, I I want to see Abomination and Hulk. Just, ball out again right um and then, haven't seen it since 2008 and then trying to figure out what wong's deal is in this because wong uh, is back wong yep. is like phil colson wow great great comparison great just showing up everywhere yes i love that you're right shang chi obviously the doctor strange movie the spider-man movie she hulk Ooh, yeah i've no was he in the the Ms. Marvel show at all? Do we know? I don't know yeah. about that okay. one. Okay. But no, he's he's been in quite a bit. Okay. So a lot of Daredevil. I This is a really broad, generic, uh, or I'm going to say not so much generic. Just nah, It is generic. I just hope it's a story worth telling. Right. And to be a little more precise, 
I hope that this show, the season ends with a tangible, satisfying conclusion to whatever the story for season one, assuming there will be eventually a season two for season one is. Because didn't get that in Hawkeye. I, we haven't gotten that in a show like ever. WandaVision might have been the only one that was decently paid. Sort of. I mean, it sort of. But even that ended and Vision was out there somewhere. Wanda's, you know, flipping through the dark home. Fal- so, did Falcon and the Winter Soldier end decently? There you go. That's a good pull. Yep. Yeah, that ended fairly conclusively, yeah. I would say. Um, yep. but, like, but Loki was a, a cliffhanger of an ending. That one's more understandable because we are getting a season two. Right. They want to build it up. Right. But, but I just want some finality with these shows. Right. Like they're asking us to invest our time in watching them. Okay, but something that I thought, like, for example, the Netflix Daredevil show did well is each season ended and they concluded the storylines for that season. Right. I, I don't understand why you aren't doing that with these shows. Bring some finality to it. That would just leave me feeling much more satisfied than I have up to this point. I agree with that. And how many episodes they have? Nine or twelve? I, I don't know. Either way, else. you have more episodes, so there's they less of a, if there is less of an excuse yep. to rush it like you have. Been. Yep. So yep. hopefully, no need to rush. Take things. your time. That's that's all I'm asking. Yep. If they can pace a TV show for once, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. But other than that, I think it'd be. There's going to be some cool minor characters that they could bring in, even if it is just a little huh, pull. That's fine. Yep. Like I don't need anything crazy. Yep. I know they teased uh, Johnny Blaze's Ghost Rider in like the background on a movie poster or something. <laughs> That's kind of cool, but like sure. I don't need anything. Those kind of teases are wild. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. This has been quite the quite the phase of Marvel. You know, f- almost fire hosing us with new characters that. It, there's always a chance, and we won't get into too much phase four, what's it What's it been like talk. There's always a chance that I will appreciate some of these shows and movies more in retrospect as we get further down the road with some of these characters. Um, but I would say overall at this stage, I, I've been kind of collectively underwhelmed, and so I'm hoping that this show can, uh, can buck buck that particular trend for me i'm not counting on it but if it can i would be i would be really pleased so i agree yeah they need they need to step it up on the show front if they want to keep doing this and utilizing the disney plus they need to they need to figure out their pacing yeah i don't think they've it's atrocious figured they haven't figured that out yet so there's some certainly some room room to grow there okay um other housekeeping note andor Star Wars show, 12 episodes beginning September 21st, so a little more than a month away. Um, new trailer was released for that show. It looks intriguing. Uh, the first, again, three episodes are being released, so that's quite the quite Start. the push, to which I think is them making an effort to get people to watch it because there aren't any characters that we know of or that have been discussed or revealed that are in this show that are in an immediate oh i have to you know an immediate draw oh i need to watch that show you know that jedi or that sith uh it's supposed to be about the the initial phases of the rebellion so i, I think there's reasons to watch it diego luna who plays the main character cassian andor he's fantastic he was great in rogue one Stellan Skarsgård skarsgard uh is in the show as well in some sort of an ally role 
He looks to, like he's one of the main guys. Right, to Cassian Andor's character, and he's tremendous no matter what he's in. So at least and the oh my goodness, I'm gonna forget her name now. The actress that played Morbius's love interest. Yeah, she's in it. She's in it as well. Uh I don't think Jared Leto's in it, so I think we're okay there. Uh so we'll get into it more. We get closer to that. But if you haven't seen the trailer yet, check it out. I think it's worthwhile and it'll probably pique your interest as it is peaked ours. But okay. I think it's time to get into the DC view, my man. Yeah, first of all, in case anyone's wondering, Ezra Miller, <laughs> still on the run. That's not gonna end well. No, he uh no. the last thing I saw, he uh did a burglary. Whoops. Broke into somebody's house. Whoops. Took some stuff. So how has he not been apprehended yet? <laughs> I don't. He must be that fast. I don't uh, know. I don't, I, I, don't, uh, I really don't know. That dude, it's amazing to me. I think partially it's probably because he doesn't know half the time where he's even at. So that's probably why, you know? Don't let him know what your next move If, if you, you can't let him know what your next move is if you don't even know what your next move is. Yeah, and... Oh, my gosh. Ezra Miller still on the run. So Ezra Miller, of course, played the Flash in the ill-fated Zack Snyder Justice League movie. Um, was fine. Was was perfectly fine. Wasn't anything special. Wasn't anything terrible. But, you know, the movie in, in and of itself was such a dumpster fire that it was really hard to give anybody too much credit. Um, but the key here is that he is supposed to be in a Flash movie that's releasing at the end of this year. That doesn't seem super likely at this point. When is it supposed to come out? I, I thought it was initially or originally December? supposed to be December of this year. Jeepers. But I, I, I think that is completely off the table at this point. It, you know, I, I don't think it at all is a, oh yeah, this is still happening. To thing. be honest with you, the fact that Batgirl got canceled before this movie is insane to me. Mm. So mm-hmm. either A, they are going to release this, and this is just going to be, they're like, okay, we've already gotten this far, and this is going to be our, our reboot. Yep. Like, I can see that being the case, or it's just, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing on this one. I think you just need to botch it. Uh, I do, too. I, I think Look, it's time to just just pull the damn plug. Obviously, they've got millions of dollars already invested into it but is it better to spend more millions to try and salvage something out of this i I don't think it is because and, and here's the other reason why from what we know the main reason for this movie to exist was to reset the film universe for dc correct so that they could in theory start fresh by employing the Flashpoint storyline from the comics where the Flash literally resets the DC universe in the comics. You know what? As you like to say, burn it down. Burn it. Burn it down. Just cut ties where they need to be cut. This is certainly one of them. Stop trying to... Stop trying to bring life into these dead branches and just cut them off. This is this is just sad at this point. Really sad. Also, don't reward the guy. No. The dude has not done no. anything to even no. warrant to like a little bit of redemption on like, okay, let's just release this movie and like you know. June twenty third, twenty twenty three. That's 
currently the updated release date. I don't think it'll happen. No. I, I think it'll be canceled. I don't think there's but, any chance. You know, I mean, they are, it's, I got nothing, man. I just, I'm irritated, to be honest, because The Flash should have his own movie by now, honestly. And the fact that you just, it, it was just, I've never seen an actor just crush his career what a mess he literally <laughs> what a mess he is the spencer rattler of uh movie actors good reference for you oklahoma fans good high high potential looked great just ruined it himself yeah yeah so with poor decisions so there you go there's there's ezra miller so pulling back here's the truth there are some tangible healthy pieces that dc can use moving forward to build and flesh out what they would desire to be an expanded universe akin to what Marvel has developed. Okay? So it's not all lost, but it is currently broken in the sense that if you're trying to convince us that, hey, there's cohesion here, there absolutely is not. Okay? So The Flash is the best example for what's busted. That doesn't work. Ben Affleck's version of Batman, as perceived and executed by Zack Snyder, is okay in Batman vs. Superman. Like, I understood the concept, the general idea of, hey, we just came off a, you know, Batman in his prime. Let's do a Batman later in life. Okay, I, I understand the context there. But the problem is that by putting Batman in the latter stages of his career is you are automatically taking so many great stories and even great characters off the table. You've already limited yourself dramatically. And unless you're going directly down the Frank Miller route of, hey, we're going to tell a almost alternate universe Here's what Batman's life could have looked like after he originally hung up the cape and cowl, which is not what they were doing. I I don't think that's a really great place to live. Like Batman is such a critical character, obviously for DC Comics, but for these movies, he is the connective tissue that allows the ground level characters to connect with the cosmic level characters. And so you can't lose, you can't have a partial, so to speak, Batman. You've got to have a in the sweet spot, in the in the prime Batman because you just can't limit yourself because when you limit Batman, you limit everything else, everything else. Um, and so the Ben Affleck version, nothing against Ben, but that just doesn't work. That's got to get tied up, thrown into the fire, burn it, be done with it. From there... Probably one of the most unintended casualties, but it will be a casualty nonetheless, is Ray Fisher's cyborg that was introduced in Justice League. Now, the extended version of the Justice League movie gave him, in particular, a lot more time, and he was outstanding. He was probably the best part, frankly, of that extended version, so it does sadden me to think of Ray Fisher and the character of Cyborg having to be tossed onto the scrap heap, but I do think that's where he needs to go. I don't think there's a fit for him right now in the future maybe but then at that point it's probably a different you know different actor portraying right. the character right um reynold reynolds green lantern is no threat <laughs> no 
not even part of the discussion. Oh, don't even. No, 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 no. But no. the bulk of what they tried to do with the Snyderverse, so I think even, you know, the Suicide Squad movie, the Harley Quinn efforts that they've made, I, I think it's all, I think that all has to get tied off. So that really leaves you with Aquaman. I think that is healthy at this stage. The two movies that they've done, or sorry, the one movie they've done so far, Second movie's not coming out till March of next year. The two Wonder Woman movies that they've done, I think those are healthy. Keep those around. Obviously, the Shazam movie we think was great. So you're off to a good start there. So you've got three worthwhile characters. Black Adam, to be determined. We'll see here in a couple of months what that actually turns into. Bring Henry Cavill back. There you Superman. go. Superman. And that's, and that's the next part here. What everybody's What do you wanting. do with Superman? You bring Henry back. I do think you do. I don't think there's any need to recast the character. But this is where it gets tricky. What do you, like, do you say, hey, everything you saw in the Justice League movie happened? I honestly, at this point, say you pick up your story after Man of Steel. Like you say, hey, Man of Steel happened. Aquaman, the Wonder Woman movies, all the movies I just mentioned, those happened. But then everything else not the case. Justice League movie, let's just say it didn't exist. And, and, and why not? Aside from the obvious like answer of, well, that's a little ridiculous. Okay, well, it's also comics. And comics right. are made to be ridiculous. And I think after you get beyond the initial, that's kind of silly, you're pretending it didn't exist. I think you have an opportunity to build something strong enough off of the small foundation that you've laid that you're better off for that little hurt of this is kind of silly because i think you'll be forgiven for that if you're able to execute at a high level moving forward see that's kind of why i'm i that's the only reason that i want the flash movie to happen Mm -hmm. like something needs to happen to be a tangible reset to be your rebirth yeah of of all of it because honestly it gives you that opportunity to pick and choose what you want yep right i think suicide squad had some good pieces out of it like peacemaker yep i mean his show took off that that was really yeah, i forgot there was a peacemaker show yeah, oh my god but gosh. that did really well it did it and, was well received and uh yep I, they said uh idris elba's character yep. is, is coming back for something sure. sure so that i mean he was a good character it was a well-made movie yeah it, it right. was it was well done i mean and i think i think margot robbie's a good harley quinn Yep. I don't need any more Harley Quinn, but Correct. she's not a bad Harley Quinn. Yep. Would I ignore the movie that she was in, whatever, with uh, Black Mask? And Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> they did Orphan Real real bad. What was that movie? Was that Birds of Prey? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I forgot they even did that. <laughs> so, yes. Just... I didn't hate that movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm not here waving a banner to say it was good. But, but it was... also use that rebirth to bring a couple people back that died in the Suicide Squad. Yep. Oh, you Rick know? Flag. Give me Rick Flag. Right. Back. That's what I'm saying. Like, There's yep. some characters that work that are no longer there that would have been, okay, hey, bring them back. I'm okay with that. Yeah. 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 The, it's, it's just such a mess. So, okay. How would you... Riley, and I'll answer the same question, but how would how would you, how would I, how would we set up DC for success with phase one? Obviously using the the Marvel what has been kind of as a template, 
right? Right. So you've got your movies. Let's say you've got the shows are mixed in there as well. So you've got the ability to execute both. What would you do? Lay it on us. You want me to go through the full plan or do the it. first plan? Okay. Go through the full. You go first. Okay. I'll follow you. I did five movies, three shows. Okay. okay. And this is with the premise in my head. This is after Flashpoint movie. So we've gotten our second Aquaman movie. Okay. We've gotten our second Shazam movie. Okay. So this is, they've already been there. They're established in this universe already. Right. So this is kind of the rebirth. Yeah. Right. They picked yep. and chose. And I'm yep. kicking it off with the Superman movie. Man of Steel 2. Love that. Bringing Henry Cavill back. Okay. Now... I have Lex Luthor as kind of the main villain, but more of a background pulling the string kind of guy. I have that for a couple of these main movies as setting up other things for more people in the shadows. And I actually picked Bizarro to be the main villain of the second one. Nice. So it's Superman dealing with his own DNA out there and seeing what can happen if it lands in the wrong hands. Mm -hmm. And then maybe introducing Connor Kent because I think Superboy being around would be also kind of cool. Gotcha. So, so a lot of the clone right. issues, so to speak. Clone issues, but done well, and not like Clone <laughs> Saga Spider-Man. So, and yes. And would I recast Lex Luthor? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Different Lex Luthor. Somebody that actually, like, you go on the screen, and he's not crazy. He's just, he's a badass. Mm. I want a Lex Luthor that's sure. like, he's not afraid to go over the line. Yep. Not crazy, more, he's brilliant. Calculated. And he's choosing to be bad. Right. He's yeah. calculated in every move and situation he makes. So that is what I would like from from Man of Steel 2. But definitely you have to bring Henry Cavill back. And then we discussed like having Brainiac as the third one. Mm. I, th- I think mm. Metallo would also be kind of cool if they didn't do Bizarro. Like sure. Lex outfitting this dude yep. with cybernetics and yep. releasing him out in the world and then being loosely connected to him mm-hmm. and not like... And Superman's like, I know you you're the one who gave him all that. And he'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. So that would be that would be my There Superman you go. Movie. So you're starting out with the Superman movie. Right. Then Love I'm going that. then I'm going into Wonder Woman three. Okay. And I'm going more of the magical side of things. Mm-hmm. Because I think DC can benefit a lot in that that world. Right. Um so I had Cersei as the main Wonder Woman villain. Okay. I don't know a lot about her, I'll be completely honest. But I think yep. she would be a really cool she'd be a really cool villain. Yeah, because I know we had Cheetah, Cheetah and yep. we had uh, yep. and we had uh, Ares from the first movie. right, and then we had Maxwell yep. Lord yep. in the second one. Yep, and I, from what I understand, they were okay. They were, they they were really solid. Like the second Wonder Woman movie is a really good movie. It is not as like the first Wonder Woman movie is fantastic. Maybe a decent comp here, Riles, would be first Iron Man movie. And then Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is a good movie. It's not on the same level as the first Iron Man movie. Um, I think there's a similar enough comparison there that that's a a fair fair piece of relativity. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, and then she's already kind of a part of the Greek pantheon as well in a sense, correct? Correct. So it would be, you know, get her to meet her dad, Zeus. There you go. That'd be kind of cool. Bring Papa Zeus into the fold. Right. That'd be dope. And then I have my first show, and it's Green Arrow and Black Canary. 
and a duo and a duo duo um in a duo <laughs> all the O's. show correct where it's you know but i want like a comic accurate green arrow i don't want what we got with the cw i know mm. that one was good in his own aspects but it was not comic accurate from what i understand yeah it started out really strong and i don't mean necessarily from drawing straight from the comics it got a little i think uh unmoored the right. longer it uh, endured, but I remember the initial initial season in particular, the first couple of seasons were really outstanding. Right. Yeah. So I do like 10 episodes, and then the main bad guy be Deathstroke. There you go. Because I think that would be cool. And I know a lot of people want to see him go up against Batman, but it would just be nice to have Deathstroke established in the DC Universe. He can go up against Batman at any point in time. Right. You can save him for that. You can also have him save him for the Teen Titans, because he's amazing against Nightwing. Just okay? use him. Right. So that's where I'm going. Yep. And then I have The Batman 2. And I'm making Robert Pattinson the Batman of this universe, okay? Well, Bob Pat is in. He would be amazing. He would fit really well. I'm not worried about that. Mm -hmm. I would have Mr. Freeze be the main antagonist because Mm -hmm. I think he is the perfect middle ground between human and metahuman. Yep. Right? And then I have the Court of the Owls in the background of this. There you go. Because they're using they're manipulating Mr. Freeze for his technology to help them freeze talent agents. Nice. Uh, Because I think that would be a cool twist. The good old cryo sleep. Right. Classic comic book move. So they freeze him. He'll be fine. So they outfit him with all his technology if he comes back and works for I like that. I think that's a really strong concept. Right. So that would be my second one. And then, you know, don't reveal too much about the Quarter Owls. I like them as, like, their own, like... They're back. waiting in the background. Correct. Right. And they're waiting com- They're comfortable not being known. Right. You bet. I think you could even work that Love them that. into the first movie, in a mm-hmm. sense, and just be like, oh, the Riddler knows some stuff about them. And the- you don't want them to shoot their wad too early. Like, you want right. them to have the ammo in the chamber. Yep. They need to be built. Yep. Built and yep. built and built. And then you just watch them take slow shots yep yep so that's, that's what great. that's what i, I want. love that connection that you drew with mr freeze and the court of owls i think that's very tangible love it and then i have this one's more of a selfish pick um a martian manhunter show <laughs> after that um i looked up no this was the hardest part i was looking at martian manhunter villains because there's not a lot no but, no he's not a, he's not much of a solo guy apparently he has an evil twin brother as one does okay so, oh my gosh, and his name was Malefic, 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 whatever. Whatever, however you want to pronounce it, I won't right. argue with you. And then I was just like, just have him like lead the White Martians. I mm-hmm. think that would be that. That's good. Mm-hmm. And then build up on his like background and his yeah. backstory, and then just flush him out a little bit. Yep. And then have him lead into the Justice League. That that'd be cool. It's great. So, and then I have um the Green Lantern movie. I say mainly focus on Hal in the first one. Mm. And then if you want, have Hal established, and then they recruit Jon Stewart. Um, but I have the Manhunters as actually the first focus. So, like, have bring Hal in to go up against the Manhunters and mm-hmm. to, to fix these people's mistakes. Um, and then just get used to the Guardians making mistakes. Yep. I think that's a good thing to establish because they do that a lot. Um, so just have Hal come in and They're not the best that. leaders. Right. And yeah. then... 
have Sinestro manipulating them in the background. I like a lot of manipulating in the background. I can tell that, yeah. So it's just... You're I, very much a man-behind-the-curtain kind of guy. Right. But it's nice to have like <laughs> all these characters kind of like hinted at. Because I think a lot of DC villains are really good. Mm-hmm. And I think having them around for longer than a movie and yeah. showing the depth of, okay, this character, Sinestro, for example, has such a rich history with the Green Lanterns. Like, His you, motivations are so well... Don't, so well built. Don't one off him. Correct. I don't want a one off. Like Correct. I want like the first movie would be showing off what he can do. Second one you establish the Yellow Lantern Corps, and then the, have yep. the third one be the full out war. Yep. But that's what I had there. My last show. This I one, love that. This one was kind of a weird one because again I was trying to find shows that worked for a phase one essentially. So I picked Hawkman and Hawkgirl. We went for okay. another couple show. Okay. Okay. There's a theme there. But, I like it. Um, they have. You're a drawing real... in the male and female demographic. That's right. really well. That's <laughs> right. That's the idea. So uh, I like the idea. Their uh, their background is really interesting to me. Yeah. The fact that they've lived so many lives. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of storytelling opportunities. Hundred percent. You could go any point oh in time frame. Right. Yeah. Um, Which the comics recently have, like the Death Metal comics, or sorry, the Dark Knight's Metal comic. Uh, my goodness, it tapped into that lore of Hawkman and Hawkgirl quite a bit to that story's benefit. Right. So that was outstanding. So I think that would be really cool. I had Shadow Thief as the villain. This is again, this is one that I looked up because you know <laughs> how many people not do a lot Hawkman of individual right. Hawkgirl fight. Right. And I'm kind of tired of. Um, Marvel, for instance, doing a, like, oh, this is just a mirror of me. Mm. Bad guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of tired of that. So mm-hmm. this guy is like a thief, and he manipulates channels. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. Okay. So okay. let's go with it. I don't I know much. It. And then first Justice League movie drops. You have Aquaman. You have, see, this is what I was thinking with this Flash. Yeah, point. so no individual Aquaman movies. Right. Yep. So, because yep. I, I, I was thinking about a Flash movie, but okay. this is going after a Flashpoint. Sure. I think this is when you introduce the new Barry Allen actor. Yep. Okay? I think at the end of Flashpoint movie, you don't show the Flash after the rebirth hits. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you write Ezra Miller out. Yep. And then you maybe show the back of his costume or whatever and don't yep. introduce an actor. Okay? Mm-hmm. Leave that up in the air. Mm-hmm. Establish that, hey, Flash is still around, yep. but it's not Ezra Miller. Sure. And then if you want... Cause I don't think you're going to do the Batman, like him giving Batman the letter yep. of his dad. I don't think Thomas Wayne's involved in this movie at all. Right. So, which is the main thing when he comes back anyways. So, at that point, I say just after that, maybe have one little, like, a minute-long scene of the new world. Yep. Or have, like, a newspaper where it's Henry Cavill's Man of Steel and then, like, I don't know, allude to some things being changed mm-hmm. in the timeline. I think that would be the perfect amount, and sure. then just end it. Sure. So Justice League, you bring the Flash back. You have Aquaman come in, Wonder Woman. Establish that they've never been together before yep. in a team-up movie. Yep. Um, Martian Manor come, Martian Manhunter comes in. Batman, like have the original seven. And then if you want to throw in like a, a Hawkman or a, or, yep. or a Green Arrow, that'd be fantastic. But, and then I said, so I was, I was up in the air with two, two villains for Justice League. Okay? Nice. One was Vandal Savage mm-hmm. because I think that'd be really cool. He's got that rich history as well. I think yep. it'd be harder for him to fight because he's not really like a, 
godly fighter, you know, in that sense. Right, he's, he's not exceptionally a, powered. It's more of his... Intellect. He can't be killed. Right, and he more he just, immortality. He can't be killed. Right. Yeah, so you can beat the snot out of the dude. You can take him down time and time again. He just keeps popping back up. And my other idea was actually the Legion of Doom. Okay. Because in a lot of these, like, for instance, and I think this would set uh, the Avengers movies apart, or the, the Justice League apart from the Avengers, because the Avengers movies really focus on one main bad guy. Correct. Fo- yep. And then A an single army, adversary. And yep. then an army. And their horde. Yep. You go with a Legion of Doom, you have seven villains of their own power yep. against another team of seven right. with already their own back backstories with each other so you have black man and aquaman you have lex luthor and superman you have batman and whoever you want to establish in that role with batman whether you want to do bane whether you want to bring mr freeze back i don't think you bring joker in for that but i'd probably say bane maybe i don't know but you bring cheetah back if you want to Mm -hmm. uh martian man already kind of throwing whoever you want for that guy but you you know you get twin brother right the, the evil twin brother. <laughs> Such a comic move, but <laughs> but that would be no that would be my because I think honestly that would separate them from it. They're like, oh, this isn't an Avengers movie. This is mm. it's a good actually, line of demarcation. Hey, here's right. how here's how it's this different. This is this is the Legion of Doom. Yeah, that's so, really well thought out. Yeah, I like that, that Legion of Doom idea in particular. Riles timeline. That's great. Okay, so. Five movies. I did five right? movies, three shows. Four solo movies culminating in the Justice League film. Right. And interspersed in there, three shows. Right. And then, obviously, you can introduce your own, like, side characters that you want to introduce later on. Like, I imagine Dick Grayson being in the Mister in the mm. in the Batman too, just because of yep. the Court of Owls wanting him. Yep, like to be yep. one of their Trying main dudes. Right, I think that would be yep. fantastic to have him involved in that. Yep. like I said, you can have John Stewart in there and then lead lead into another one. Yep, um, you can really do anything you want with Hawkman and Hawkgirl if you yep. want to introduce some of those minor Justice League characters, like the Elongated Man, for instance, or the Atom. Like that there's kind so many, of person. Oh my gosh, there's right? so many glorious characters out Red there. Red Tornado. Just bring him in. Right. Green Arrow and Black Canary, you can use that to bring in like Wildcat. Wildcat would be awesome to see. Okay? <laughs> Just imagine like a Sylvester Stallone comes in as Wildcat, <laughs> done deal. I think that would be a cool cast. I'm sure I he'd be down. Came up with that I'm sure he'd be spot. down. Again, more royalties for you. Right. I so, love it. I love it. That's where I'm at. That's great. That's great. Now, this is a kind of random question. How long would you see this phase one playing out? Like, is this a one, two, three year? I want them. I want them to take their time with it. Yep. So at least three years. Okay. Like, because let's see, five yeah, movies. I mean, five movies. It's no joke. So two movies in one year, two yep. movies in year two, and then Justice League in year three. Kind of its own. And yep. then having. The three shows spread out between yeah. them? Yeah. Because, like, so, yeah, so movie, show, movie, yep. show. Yep. And then just end with the Green Lantern movie going into Justice League or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't, that's what, they're not ready to rush it. And to be honest, if you think about it, Marvel hasn't really benefited from 
squeezing their phase four into a two-year span right from a show span at least yeah yeah just the the absolute massive amount of content and that's that's its own topic isn't it how different for marvel phase one was in terms of the space between movies obviously tv shows weren't a thing right. at this stage um but there was so much more time in between movies and now we're in such a condensed phase of movie show movie show it's there's a new one every couple of months right um and again that's that's a topic for another day but it doesn't you don't have to go that rapid fire there is i think a lot more value quite frankly at seeing two different examples of how it's been done by marvel to you know what err on the side of taking your time maybe you don't necessarily you know, Marvel's Phase 1 was stretched out from 2008 all the way into 2012, culminating in Avengers. So, you know, four or five years or so probably doesn't necessarily need to be that drawn out, but it doesn't have to be much less than that. It doesn't need to be a two-year run. But the build for it was fantastic. It was fantastic. beautiful because it is. you watch Iron Man and then you see Nick Fury at the end and you're like, wait, what? And then a Hulk... You see the end where Tony Stark comes in and you're like, no, what are they doing? And then you have this right. slow build where right. you're like, they're going to make an Avengers movie. This is going to be sick. This is unprecedented. Man, it's true. It's true in cooking. Right. It's, it's true in storytelling. Like, the more deliberately, the more that you're willing to take your time, the more deliberately you build, cook, etc., typically the tastier the dish is overall. You let that dish soak a bit, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be quite moist. Yeah, let it build. And I think, I mean, what they're doing with Daredevil, they're, they're, mm. they're throwing them in little bits and pieces. I mm. think I think the buildup for Daredevil when that show yep. comes out, yep. I think that one will pay off. Agreed. But like... Having the patience, having the... Uh, man, what is the word? Take the, your time. Yeah, just the deliberate control. And I think that takes a certain level of confidence to know that, listen, people are going to be there for this content. And really the only thing you're gaining, like you're going to, from a business perspective, you're going to make money. Like you are. It's just a matter of are you willing to be patient enough to make it a little bit later down the road. But I think you're going to end up making more in the long run than if you're just rolling these off the assembly line right. that much more quickly. Take your time. Make people think that you spent more time on it yep. than you did. Quality over quantity. Right. No doubt. No doubt. We're going to appreciate it more. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I'd say at least three years. Yeah. And I like the I like the interspersal of like Hawkman and Hawkgirl in particular. That is, that's great. Those are two characters that you can approach from a storytelling perspective. And there's no expectations on those characters. Because no. nobody knows about them. And you can spin it however but you want. Because yes. no one cares enough. No. No, it's 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 great. It's great. But there's such neat, worthwhile characters that obviously haven't gained the traction over the decades of other more well-known DC characters that nonetheless I think are worth spending a lot of time with. So I, I, think, I think that's really outstanding. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Anything else you want to hit on there? No, that's it. Okay. I nailed it. That's my timeline. <laughs> I made did. it on a paper towel. Right, written out on a paper towel. Dude, we that's, didn't have that's all a great idea to start. That's, I, I'm proud of you for what you used. I, I love know. the uh, I love the, the craftsmanship. You know, I just thought about 
There was paper in the printer I could have used. I know, but you chose a paper towel. I still think it was the right move. I, I mean, the paper towel is going to hold up. Like a piece of paper gets crumpled. It That's wears out true. over time. Your paper towel can endure. So I, was like, you... I literally just thought of that now. <laughs> I was like, there was paper hey. in the printer. Let's say you did it on purpose. It's great. It's great. Okay. I love, love what you've got. I start from a really similar spot, Riley, with Superman. So I chose to approach it. I'm going to choose to approach it from a little bit of a different perspective in that, um, yes, the Aquaman movie will have, will have come out, or Black Adam, of course, prior to, then Aquaman. But I'm going to bypass the Flashpoint movie. I don't want to see it. Like, I don't want, for all the reasons we just said, like, Ezra Miller can go to heck. Like, what a turd of a human being. So let's just pretend the movie didn't exist. I'm going to take that bullet, so to speak, and say, you know what? We're sorry, but we're just going to kind of start over without officially showing you how the heck we're starting over. And I think in order to do that, you have to start with a Superman movie. You got to get Henry Cavill back in the fold for one thing. And you have to reestablish, reestablish his character because Henry's a great casting fit. He's outstanding. Zack Snyder, for as much as I personally enjoy Man of Steel, that version of Superman, I'm not sure how well it's going to play in what needs to be a cohesive, expanded universe. So I think you bring Superman into Metropolis, and the question really becomes okay, what story do we tell? So I think he spends time on the ground level in Metropolis, getting into the the Daily Planet rhythms. I think you show him wearing the Clark Kent garb quite a bit. But then you need to contrast that with the Clark Kent on the ground with Superman being freaking cosmic. So in my mind, that means bring on Brainiac, bring him in. And just as you stated so well, don't kill off these villains. These are not one-offs. These are villains that have so much to give in terms of storytelling, in terms of the just sheer amount of adversity they can present to these heroes and present to these characters. Let's not rush through it, but let's introduce Brainiac as an adversary. Heck, let's bring in freaking Kandor, right? That tie for Superman to his past, to Krypton, Kandor being the bottled city that Brainiac abducted from Krypton before it imploded prior to Superman being sent to Earth by his parents and have Superman make an effort to try and recover Krypton from Brainiac. So I would start in a very similar place as you. Different villain, but nonetheless, same primary character of Superman. I think that's absolutely where you have to go. So that's where that's what that's where I would start. So I got my stack of stack of comics here. I couldn't pick the idea being that I'm trying to pick from particular comic storylines. So the storyline that I'm kind of bringing from would be, uh, let's see, what's the title of this bad boy? I think it's just Brainiac. <laughs> Honestly, uh, it's a it's an outstanding Superman solo story. Jeff Johns wrote it, but it's packaged in the uh, graphic novel Superman, Last Son of Krypton. It's a great pair of Superman stories, but the Brainiac story uh, is one of the one of the certain highlights. All-Star Superman, I've got that sitting here. It's a great comic, but I'm not sure. I couldn't figure out how on earth I would 
ever even tie that into into a movie so hey it's in there to look pretty okay next movie again i'm going batman because we've obviously had one batman movie with robert pattinson i want another batman movie with robert pattinson mostly because i want dick grayson to get introduced don't we all we do we don't do we all? if you don't you're dead inside and right Probably aren't listening to this podcast or watching these movies, so you're in the wrong place. Go do something else. But Dick Grayson and the character of Robin, I think it's time for that character to be introduced and to be done in a way where it's not like apologetic, like, hey, this is kind of ridiculous where we got this young kid hanging around with Batman. Lean into it. Embrace it. Like, I understand what Chris Nolan did with Dark Knight Rises. That was fine. That was its own flavor. But let's... Just get into it. Have the adult Batman with his teenage sidekick. Like, let's go. Let's get that levity. Dick Grayson is such an outstanding character. And this story, Batman, Dark Victory, follows up. It's a direct sequel to Batman Long Halloween, which was a strong inspiration for the Matt Reeves Batman movie. So it would be very much in tone. And part of what's beautiful about this story is Bruce Wayne kind of reluctantly initially brings Dick Grayson into his home, okay? But as he learns more about Dick Grayson's background, having lost his parents, Dick Grayson learns, hey, Batman is Bruce Wayne, and he learns Bruce Wayne's background. They bond over their shared loss of their parents, and they find some just really genuine healing in that partnership uh, and it's beautiful. And Dick Grayson, you know, on the one hand, you think, hey, isn't the adult, isn't Bruce Wayne really rescuing the child from the terrible situation of having lost his parents? Certainly, there's truth in that. But part of what's so powerful in this comic is Dick Grayson rescues Bruce freaking Wayne because Bruce is going down a really dark path. And Dick's youthful exuberance and his choice to respond to the death of his parents in just a transparently he's certainly sad but he's not in the depths of despair over it he's choosing to respond to it in a vastly more positive way than bruce wayne did it really redeems the character of bruce wayne so i think there's some just glorious glorious storytelling that could be done for bruce for dick and that that pairing like Give us Dick Grayson. I am all for it. So that would be number two Batman movie. So we got Superman, Batman, and then I would transition into the TV show realm going as my inspiration of the Gotham Central comic book storyline. Now, this comic book storyline is a ground-level view of the Gotham Police Department is they're trying to deal with all of the you know the general crime that takes place in place in Gotham City as well as the obviously supervillain crime that takes place in Gotham City and there's a re what I would call reluctant uh, partnership that they have with Batman like for example they hate that Batman is so good at what he does because they don't want there to be a need for a Batman. Right, So I think it's a really fascinating perspective on, hey, ground level, regular 
human being on the street, how do they respond? How do they feel about these superheroes and the actions that they're taking? You know, well-intended actions, of course, to, in theory, help the average person, but is it really helping? How does that relationship take place and how does it build? And so I think there's some rich storytelling that can take place in a Gotham Central show. I mean, that's the kind of show a crime drama can go on for ages, right? So you've got some real longevity that I think can be drawn out of this show in particular. Um, And I think it would be an outstanding and necessary contrast as we continue to progress here of you've got ground level DC content and then you have some just enormously cosmic fantastical DC content. So I think the show, this show in particular, would be really critical. A lot like what you do with your show, Riley, where you've got ground-level characters. I think you need that because as you get cosmic, you got to have something that's tethering you, so to speak, to, to this reality. So two movies, one show. That's where I'm going there. Next, I would actually really enjoy seeing a third, another Wonder Woman movie. Okay, And in particular, I think what they've done so far at the first two Wonder Woman movies has been really strong. Like This is a genuine strength that DC can fall back on or use as a foundational building block at this point. They've established the character very well. One of, I think, the best ways in which they have established that character is her relationship to the Olympian gods. And they leaned into it very heavily in the first Wonder Woman movie. It was a lot more light, I thought, in the second Wonder Woman movie. I would like to see them bring that balance back to, hey, lean into, as you said, the magic, in this case, the pantheon of gods and how their influence is felt by Wonder Woman. I mean, I love the conflict that she had with Ares in the first movie. I would say give give her more because these gods... Man, they're stinkers. They're they're not necessarily out for the benefit of humanity. So showing her combating and trying to corral these exceptionally powered beings to protect humanity, I think that's a great spot for Wonder Woman to to live in and thrive in. So I would love to see another Wonder Woman movie again with that kind of cosmic cosmic leaning, fleshing out more of the Olympian pantheon. Who would you want to see her go up against? Yeah, good question. Um, I'd be all for like all for Zeus. Like, have Zeus be be just a punk that she has to corral. Maybe not the pure adversary. Um, in this particular comic, it's uh, it's uh, Medusa, and that's pretty sweet. So, I, I I could see that happening again. Daddy issues. Daddy issues. Yep. Little Medusa action where Medusa, of course, has the ability to turn uh, a lot of people into stone, which is not, not a great way to make friends. Um, but in the comic, one woman like willingly blinds herself so that she can take Medusa down. It's it's Dang. pretty wild. So that would be that'd be the direction that uh, that I would go. And I should backtrack a little bit because you asked villain. I didn't really touch on that with my Batman movie. Because my primary reason is to get Dick Grayson involved. I think that Batman movie can stay really grounded. Really, I liked your Mr. Freeze pull. That's really good. I love talking about the Court of Owls and having them in the background. I think that's great. I don't want them in phase one, as you stated. I feel really similarly where I wouldn't want them to be too overtly 
involved. So they very much need to live in that covert realm. Um, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to say Two Face, but what I will say instead is I would love to see what Matt Reeves did with the Penguin character. I'd love to see him step into a primary villain role in this next Batman movie. I think Colin Farrell was insane as the Penguin. So give me Mo of Colin Farrell. That's where I'm at. Okay, next, I'm really leaning into the lean into the movies. I'm going really movie heavy. I'm gonna go Aquaman. Yes, we just got an Aquaman movie, so this may be a little bit of an awkward pairing, but what I would love to see is a little bit more of Aquaman's history. In this particular comics run, The Others shows Aquaman's history prior to linking up with the rest of the Justice League where he fought as a member of another meta-powered super team. They handled issues a little more domestic, a little less cosmic per se than the Justice League, but one of their primary adversaries was Black Manta. Now, I'll throw the caveat out here. If it turns out that this next Aquaman movie is going to really lean into Black Manta as the primary villain, then I can take this one off the table, and I would happily do that. I'm not sure if that's the direction they're going or not. I have because, no idea what yeah, it is. Yeah, no idea. They're calling it the Lost Kingdom. It feels a little bit beyond the Black Manta realm, but Black Manta is just a freaking vicious villain and you talked about the legion of doom he's a primary member of that group so i would love to see black manta and aquaman just have an entire movie to go at each other black manta obviously had a piece or a part to play in the original aquaman film it was worthwhile but i want more of that dude he was so badass he was great okay and for how insanely dumb that costume could have turned out oh it looked phenomenal. Yep. It looked great. Yep. Because that is one of that, that one's up there with like Mysterio and the fact like you can do it and it can look like. There's crap. no middle ground. It's either right. going to look terrific or Dorky. terrible. Yeah. Dorky. Real bad. Real bad. And this did not. This was awesome. He he stole the show every time he showed up. Yeah. So. Yeah. He was he was tremendous. So I want more of that, mostly because of what we saw in that movie and because this particular comic storyline. Man, Black Manta is vicious. So in the storyline, it's going between present day and the past, and it's showing, hey, the encounters that Aquaman had against Black Manta in the past. In the present day, Black Manta is killing off Aquaman's former team one by one. I mean, it's, oh, it's tough. Tough, but in a really, you're, you're frightened of Black Manta, but you also respect him. Like, you're like, this guy is, this guy is nasty. So, again, big caveat here being, listen, if this most recent or upcoming Aquaman movie goes the Black Manta route, okay, then this is this becomes redundant, not necessary. All right, another movie, Green Lantern. Now, I'm going to go a little bit of different direction than you. You kept yours relatively focused on our guy, Hal Jordan, which is a great choice. I'd like to see him just go big with Green Lantern, like go a little bit overboard. You got Hal, you got John Stewart, you got Guy Gardner, you got Kyle Rayner. Like just give us all of them at once. And in my mind, you can come back and tell some origin stories if you want. But I'd say let's go big, let's see the Green Lanterns, and let's see friggin' Sinestro already rocking the yellow ring, building up his own core, and you have the Sinestro Core War comic 
of Green Lanterns duking it out to the death with the Yellow Lanterns, against the Yellow Lanterns. It's such a phenomenal storyline. It's such a huge, massive battle that as we get cosmic, I would just love to see just two, two and a half hours of absolute space street fighting. Like that would be incredible. So, be sweet. oh, it would be it'd be great. And Sinestro is such a terrific villain. And not only does Sinestro have himself, but he has so many outstanding just lieutenants that are on his side. He just has vicious dudes duking it out with him. That let's let's go. Let's just dive in. I'm I'm so hungry for Green Lantern content that I may be getting ahead of my skis or over my skis here. Where I'm going, let's just get them all. <laughs> in right away so i'm going very much against my patience uh standard that i just said earlier so very much a hypocrite here um but at least i'm transparently one hey, so look, look i love it because i love green lantern and we haven't had a good oh, green lantern no, stay around for a while no so no. i understand where you're coming from yeah by far yeah i i decided to take my time with it a little bit because i'm like let, and I respect that. Let Hal and maybe John get established. Yep. And then the next time the Green Lanterns come around, then get Kyle and Guy. Mm. And then the next time they come around, then introduce Jessica and Simon or whoever else right. you want. And then right. just have Kilowog be there the entire time. Oh. Obviously, because oh. Kilowog's his own animal. Yeah. Kilowog is incredible. Yes. Yeah. See, everything you're saying is right. Okay? It is. It is the wiser way to go. I am... <laughs> I'm going... It's just selfish. It is. It's just like, this is what I want to see. It's not probably what's best. Uh, so I endorse your idea over my own. But I, I still I still like my idea for the selfish reasons that I just stated. So I'm all over, I'm all over the place. It. Honestly, you could get away with doing a Green Lantern show mm. and have the movie. like There you go. Like have yep. the movies yep. focus on Hal and John. Yep. And then maybe have the show focus on guy and kyle right and then the, by the time that second movie comes out they're already established and have these there relationships together right. and then that's when this works really there's well. a, there's a great there's a great partnership of an idea there's a great synergy between show and movie right right there because there's so Absolutely. many characters oh. in the green lantern like and in the in the whole color pantheon i right. mean have how? you can't explore that well enough in movies it, it needs a show it just does yeah, right. Have Hal and John deal with yellow, yep. and then have Kyle and Guy deal with red. Yep. Guy deals with red all the time, so yep. it would be perfect. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and you could do Blackest Night eventually. Let's go. That is almost oh. that's almost a Justice League movie. Uh, so. Yeah, it would be. It would be. It's true. Okay. TV show. This is this is a real uh, dark horse, unconventional pick. Okay. Part of what I enjoy so much as a passionate consumer of DC Comics is I can read and thoroughly enjoy a Batman story that is ground level in the gutters of Gotham City the entire time and just be totally enraptured. And then I can put that book down, pick up a Green Lantern book, or in the case that I'm going with here, a Mr. Miracle book, and we can get big and cosmic real quick and it still it still works it still feels somehow tangible relatable and the mr miracle book that tom king wrote a few years back is absolutely outstanding and the direction that i would choose to go the inspiration that i'm taking okay from mr miracle is t 
TV show establishing new Genesis and Apocalypse kind of in the background, right? So none of the Justice League members would be aware of the goings-on, so to speak, of these characters, all right? This would be one of those cases where we as the audience get to see the buildup for a villain, Darkseid, who's going to come eventually to duke it out with the Justice League. But instead, what we're seeing is the foundation being laid for Darkseid's motivations, the individuals on New Genesis like Mr. Miracle, like Big Barda that rise up to oppose him so that down the road, whether that be phase two or phase three, when we get Darkseid introduced to our team, we as the audience know a lot more about him and can relate and understand better what his motives and desires are so that when he is attacking Earth, when he's trying to take over the universe we've got a much stronger understanding of why he's doing it. Um, and I think appreciation as well for that character and for the characters that, I mean, I love the character of Mr. Miracle. Love the character of Big Barda. New Genesis, uh, Orion, is he's such a wild card. Um, there are some really, really unique characters that I think are better fits for a show where you have more time with them than they are for a, a movie because they're so... I'm going to say exotic, that if you just present them in a movie, it's a little hard to buy into. It's like, that seems a bit ridiculous. But if you have time to spend with them in a show, I think you can get more acclimated to that character, to that character's actions, tones, motives. So I would love to see the cosmic show, so to speak. I almost said Cosby show. Hilarious. Cosmic show of Mr. Miracle up here. You've got your... Gotham Central show down here, the movies that are existing somewhere in between, hopefully in a cohesive fashion so that eventually that cosmic level of the Mr. Miracle, the dark side buildup comes down and they, they all hang out eventually in a Justice League movie. Speaking of a Justice League movie, much like you, that's my culmination in phase one. For me, this Justice League movie is going to accomplish two very critical things. Okay, It's going to introduce... Martian Manhunter, which I'm ashamed that I haven't found a way to bring him into it sooner, but I don't know how Martian Manhunter exists outside of the confines of the Justice League. He's just never been a solo character. Just hasn't. So he needs the Justice League to exist. So he shows up in a very real way because the Justice League, Earth is threatened by his adversaries, the white Martians. Evil, nasty dudes have many similar abilities to John Jones, the Green Martian. Um, all the shape-shifting powers that you could hope for or not hope for in a villain. I think that would be a tremendous adversary for the Justice League to battle because not only can the White Martians shape-shift, they are extraordinarily powerful. I mean, we know that Green Martians, as John Jones, is comparable to Superman in his power set. So imagine a host of White Martians trying to take over the Earth now you've got the ground-level problems of white Martians impersonating humans that's getting onto Batman's radar. You've got the cosmic-level threat of the Green Lanterns being brought into it, Superman, because these white Martians present such a huge, powerful problem. And what I don't know, but what I would like to try and f think through and try and figure out is how can I get Flash involved here as well? 
because he's missing up to this point in my world. But I think in this Justice League movie, those would be the two characters that haven't had solo movies, Martian Manhunter and The Flash. They would have an opportunity uh, to emerge in a really strong way in the Justice League movie. So that's my phase one. I think for both of us, Flash is probably the first movie of phase two. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Because he is a terrific individual character, but I think part of what is just necessary in the context of freaking Ezra Miller is that it's probably just best not to touch that character for a while. Like, cancel that movie, let it just die on the vine, bring it back several years down the road when you can recast, re-envision the character in a healthy way. I'll even go further. If you want to really distance yourself from Ezra, make it Wally West. True. Make it make it Wally True. West. Get away and be from like, Barry Allen. Yeah. Yep. Get away from Barry Allen. And then you can even introduce Barry Allen further down the line in the similar sense of, man, everybody forgot Barry in some weird way. You know? Yeah. It could be done. You know what I think was a real, and it continues to amaze me, and I appreciate it so much about the Avengers movie. You could watch that movie and have not seen any of the individual movies before it and still understand and enjoy that movie. That movie shows you enough of those characters. like It captures each part of what makes those characters who they are enough where now i don't think you're going to enjoy it as much as someone that has watched the individual movies that has enjoyed the build up to that culmination so i'm not suggesting that but it is so well made that it's not relying on you having seen everything that's come before and i think that's something that comics when they're executed really well it's it's this kind of it's the two sides to the same coin on the one hand one of the great things about comics is that wow, there's all this opportunity to tie into different characters, different stories over years and years of storytelling. The worst thing about comics is that that can get very heavy and very weighty of, well, we got to tie into this story from 15 years ago and trying to find that balance of, hey, can we just tell an awesome story that doesn't rely so much on what's come before but yet can still honor it like come from the same spirit can still benefit those that have stuck with those characters for that long um that's a difficult difficult balance to find and that's what i would hope would occur when we get this justice league movie is that listen you and i are going to be there for those individual movies for those shows if they ever exist right but that is what the justice league movie needs is it needs to be such a strong standalone movie that it is able to stand up on its own merits for the two hours and 15, two and a half hours, let's just say three hours, however long it is. It needs to be strong enough on its own that for all of the good that we just established in phase one, it's good enough on its own. Hard to do. Right, and I I think my main thing for all this is really lean into who these characters are. Don't change anything too crazy because these characters are so well established and just that's what makes them great and that's a big difference a big difference i think that is part of the challenge that dc has compared to what marvel had when they started building in phase one like no one knew who iron man was when that movie came out 
So there weren't expectations when you saw that movie of, oh, wait a minute, Yinsen's not supposed to be, you know, from that country. He's dead? What? Like, there's no, there's no expectations burdening those movies. It's very different with Batman, with Superman in particular, and now with Wonder Woman that you've established her character. You have expectations that you have to, you have to manage. But even on top of that, though, like Iron Man was not established, but he is very true to his comic character. Agreed. Like that is what Agreed. makes Iron Man so great. Is yep. they're like that is, that is Tony Stark on Agreed. The screen. That's the yep. best thing they could have done. Yep. Same with Chris Evans. You look at Chris Evans, you're like, they brought that's Captain rigging, America to life. Bringing Captain America, and that's what they need to yep. make sure that they're doing with these with DC as well. Yeah. I would I would love like an actually good Superman Batman chemistry mm-hmm. on screen that mm-hmm. lasts. That's the that's like that's the world's finest. It's those two. Yeah. And they're like the complete opposites of each other and they work so well together. And so and, willingly. Right. Yeah. Instead of them fighting yeah. the first time they show Ugh. up together and then showing up in a Justice League movie where they're not really together the whole time. Like it's build a great that, point, Riley. Build it's that great relationship. That, yeah. That's one of the most important relationships yeah. in DC Comics. And that is that is where that's where Zack Snyder went most wrong, is he was more interested in telling his version than he was in honoring and telling who those characters already are. Right. He wanted to take a portion of Superman and a portion of Batman, but then he wanted to insert a higher percentage of his preference onto that character and listen that's that's fine like we we've talked all the time or often i should say on this podcast about how much we enjoy those alternate universe takes but i don't think you can do that in a movie because in a movie you're just you have to be right (laughs) you have to be right down the middle you really have to as you said hit who the characters are you want to do an alt take I guess you're going to have to find someone that's going to be willing to fundraise for you and say, hey, I'm making my own Superman movie. This is my own take on it. This is not associated with anything else you've seen. And some of us will come see it. But when you're making these movies, they really do have to have to be pulling from what makes these characters who they are. And that is what makes these stories worthwhile, is the characters. That That's why we follow them. That's why we want to see more of them. So totally agree. Totally agree. Man, it's a great topic. Anything else you want to hit on with that I, phase one talk? I think that's it. Yeah. That's a that's a good piece of meat on that bone. Well, I'm fascinated. I'm not going to say I'm hopeful. I'm definitely not hopeful yet. <laughs> I'm fascinated to see if DC is able to actually, uh, actually pull anything together from a cohesion point of view. Not counting on it. And in the meantime, I'm going to go to Black Adam in October. And I hope it's worthwhile. I'm going to go see the Shazam movie. And I hope it's excellent. I'll see Aquaman next year and hope it's great. But there's been some really good, some really worthwhile solo films by DC. They've got, you know, I'm going to look forward to the next Batman movie whenever that comes out. So they've they've got opportunity. Can they bring it all together? Can they bring it all home? Clearly, it's a lot harder than any of us thought it was going to be because they haven't come close yet. They can't yet. figure it out. No. They have so many. They have hits and they have misses. Oh they're, fitty, they're fitty fitty. Yep. No question. 
So, oh. yep. All right. Well, we should wrap it up. We've we've I gone plenty long. I think we should. <laughs> so, on that note, follow us on YouTube, JP and the Beanstalk. If you like listening to me talk, which I can't blame you. How can you, you not? Uh, How can you not? Over oh. Cloudy with Chance of Beans. Uh, and then uh, on TikTok, we are Magic Beans Productions. And we mentioned earlier, go follow our boy, Molecule Man, a.k.a. Danny O'Manny. Let's go. I get him up to 100,000 followers. He's wow. close. I, you know what? I might just look that up. Real what a quick. rascal! He's he is climbing. So keep it up, man. He's he's the best daredevil impersonator out there. Oh no! Shh, 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 shh. Let's see here. He's a fantastic impersonator of multiple characters. He's at ninety-seven point two thousand followers on TikTok. So get that guy up Love to a hundred thousand. Help him Love out. It. Spread the word. You bet. That's my dude right there. Oh, Manny for Molecule Man. Right. You bet. Manny, oh Manny for Molecule Man, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so on that note, yeah. Godspeed. Thanks for listening.